Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. Good morning, Vietnam! Welcome to the jungle, baby. Welcome to the jungle. Welcome to Two Dudes Movie Reviews. Mara, the meatloaf! You see what happens, Larry? How to get burned! How to get burned! How to get burned! They've done studies, you know. 60% of the time, it works every time. I am loving this. You are tearing me apart, Lisa! Come with me if you want to live. Gentlemen, you have my curiosity, but now you have my attention. Now, here's your hosts, Sky and Colin. Here's Johnny! Hey, movie streamers! You're listening to Two Dudes Movie Reviews with Skye and Kong. I think I said Kong. Kong. (laughs) (laughs) With Godzilla. And Mothra. No, you're Kong. It's Godzilla. Kong Kong versus Godzilla. (laughs) Kong. Son of a bitch. (laughs) King Ghidorah. Bastard. (laughs) Call me King Ghidorah. Oh, yeah, I will. I'll do that. Call call me Ghidorah the way that all the white people said it in, in the new one. It's like this King Ghidorah fella. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> you know, so this week, today, this episode right now, we're doing a recommend. And uh, I'm not gonna re- recommend it, but I did see that Godzilla King of the Monsters, the new one, is on uh HBO Max. Oh. Yeah. So I'm going to recommend you don't check it out. <laughs> yeah, this episode is going to be us recommending only movies that we recommend we you don't watch. Oh, man, I dodged a bullet last night. I was having a little movie night and scrolling through options. And then Amazon Prime has um, the Pet Cemetery from last year. Oh, cool. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and the person I was watching a movie with was just like, it's like, oh, I really want to watch that. Is that any good? And I just went, no. I'm like, you can watch that at your house when I'm not there. <laughs> you Obi Wan Kenobi her. You're just like, you do not want to watch Pet Cemetery, and she's, I don't, I do not want to watch Pet Cemetery. <laughs> yeah, basically, <laughs> you want to watch the lighthouse. <laughs> I, I want to yeah, watch the lighthouse. <laughs> that's pretty much what I did. <laughs> no, what did we watch? We watched, um, oh, we watched Butt Boy. Oh hell yeah, nice. <laughs> yeah. It's so good. It's even better the second time. There's stuff I noticed in that. But yeah, no, I was like, I was like, Pet Cemetery was was dog shit. Like usually, if somebody's like, oh, I'm interested in seeing this movie, and it's a movie I don't like, I'm gentle about it. You know, I'm yeah. I'm kind of like, oh, okay, yeah, no, like I, it wasn't really for me, but you might like it or something. But that one, I was like, no, that movie's dog shit. I fucking hated it. Like it was immediately irate. <laughs> Jason Clark can suck my cock. <laughs> <laughs> just get really angry about it <laughs> yeah oh man that's how i feel though i'm like i saw 214 <laughs> movies last year and that was number like 211 <laughs> so yeah i fucking hate it it sucks <laughs> there was a there was a bad movie conversation that uh that happened like recently where someone said that uh they prefer uh Giroletto joker over any of the other ones because Jared Leto Joker's hot. So, wow. <laughs> Please tell me this isn't one of like Brianna's doctor friends. 
No, no, it wasn't. It was okay. It was. <laughs> I, I would not go to that doctor anymore. I'd be like, "You are a fucking idiot." Like, no, you cannot operate on my leg. <laughs> this isn't. This isn't good. Did you stand your ground, or were you, were you being diplomatic and you just went like, oh, "Okay, that's an opinion." Um, her boyfriend told her off. Oh, okay, good. Yeah, her, her boyfriend did the work for me. <laughs> <laughs> was he just like, "What is wrong with you, you fucking idiot"? He was like. Basically, he was just like, no. He was like, Heath Ledger is the best Joker. And then she was like, but he's not hot. And he was like, Heath Ledger is a hot man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's true. I mean, he's, he's he was a, a handsome fella. Yeah, so. It's just yeah, his Joker wasn't hot. Yeah, he, he didn't have like a 12-pack. That was yeah. also white. <laughs> yeah, Jared, Jared Leto's. Joker, he was a real ahunka hunka, ahunka hunka. <laughs> oh my god, it's the worst line ever. Girls who think Jared Leto's Joker is the best because he's hot are the same girls who think Machine Gun Kelly is the best rapper and pop punk star of all time. <laughs> I fucking hate Machine Gun Kelly. I'm throwing it down now. I don't care because this is basically like career suicide when it comes to dating. I've noticed. Mm -hmm. every fucking girl in the year 2020 who is also on a dating app loves machine gun Kelly. And I got to, I've had these conversations where they're just like, Oh, I saw this movie with machine gun Kelly. Like somebody legit. I think I sent you a message of it. I was just like, <laughs> she likes the dirt. And I was like, yeah. I think I'm going to be single forever. Yeah. You, you sent me, you're like, what do I do? And, and there's this girl basically just like, Oh, I love machine gun Kelly. The dirt was my favorite Netflix movie. And I was like, you don't, you don't do it. You don't do anything. You, you don't talk anymore. <laughs> yeah, end of conversation. What was the thing you sent me? He was like, Staple Gun Steve. Uh, it's, oh, Glue Gun glue Stanley. Gun, yeah, Glue Gun Stanley. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so good. I listened, actually listened to his like latest album. because The Tra pop punk one? Yeah, because Travis Barker plays all the drums on it. So I was yeah. like, I was like, I'll give it a, I'll give it a shot. It's, it's like, such a douchey tickets to my downfall. It's such it, he's such a douchebag. <laughs> like he's the biggest like fucking tool I've ever seen. And girls just like him because he's skinny and covered in tattoos. It's the same thing. Like I love Pete Davidson. He's awesome. I think his comedy is great. He is not a good looking guy. Like he's very weird looking, but he's skinny. And then he covered himself in tattoos and now he's hot. And I know this trick because it's what I'm doing. <laughs> because I'm taking Machine Gun Kelly's advice. <laughs> yeah. I'm just not dyeing my hair blonde like a fucking douche. Oh, man. We could talk a lot about this. The first song on the album is called Title Track. Awesome. Which is just, like, stupid. But uh, I think the first line is just like, I sell tickets to my downfall. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he's trying to, he's like, I'm friends with Travis Barker. That means I'm going to sing, like, fucking Tom DeLong. Tom. Yeah. It's so bad. It's so bad. Like, he's in not In the one good. song, in the one song where Megan Fox is in the music video, he, that's the one where he goes, in my head, in my head. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's really bad, but people love it, and it doesn't make any sense to me. The people who love it are people who don't know pop punk. They'd be like, oh, did you see this new genre Machine Gun Kelly invented? <laughs> it's like it's like pop but also like kind of punk kind of punkish because he's got like tattoos and like a heart <laughs> <laughs>
he has a soft side. He's not just writing shitty diss tracks against Eminem. <laughs> He's also singing songs about his head. He said he said something recently, and he basically said that while he was making that album, he was like coked out of his mind the entire time and like really had a really bad drug problem. And he said that he's like gone like through it basically. And he's not doing it. So I, I hope that's the case. Cause good for him. But he said, uh, he said something like, uh, like basically just like Megan Fox was like the reason that like I stopped doing drugs basically. And then my, I told my brother that he Oof, was, that's dangerous, but he was just like, he was like the, the reason that he stopped doing drugs is because of all of our like, middle school phone wallpapers <laughs> <laughs> yeah megan fox dating machine gun kelly is the reason i started doing drugs <laughs> i saw that and i was like get me an eight ball <laughs> machine gun kelly is doing lines in the bathroom <laughs> yeah machine gun kelly is better than the descendants <laughs> <laughs> Machine Gun Kelly is defending pop punk. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Oh man. That's that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, fuck that tool. <laughs> oh man. Uh, I was going to say I actually wanted to tell you this cause, just cuz I'm kind of doing the voice already with that. My my brother told me this story and I think you'll find it hilarious. But uh, my brother and his fiance just bought a house and mm -hmm. they were moving out of the house that I was living in. And that house has a super narrow staircase and it's a pain in the ass to get stuff down. So I don't blame them for hiring movers. And yeah. my brother told me that um, these <laughs> these movers were I think they're carrying like a big like heavy dresser, like one of Nicole's dressers down and they were like struggling. And the one mover was getting like pissed off with the other movie mover. And he like stopped in this, like on the stairs. And my brother's at the bottom of the stairs, like watching them. And one guy like stops and he just leans over like the, the dresser to talk to the other movie. And he just goes, stop being a rookie and fucking get it. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. Stop being a rookie and fucking get it. I, I started dying at that. And I was just, That's great. And I was also like, does that mean like he's got like a like a rookie card? <laughs> like like that guy's the vet now. And I guess so. There's there's different cards. <laughs> it's just him yeah. wearing a back brace carrying a tube TV. <laughs> <laughs> I got the Joe Stevens. Rookie card. <laughs> Who's who the fuck is Joe Stevens? The guy who moved my couch back in '89. One of the best movers ever. It's gonna be worth some money. <laughs> oh. oh my god! Machine Gun Kelly is rearranging your furniture. <laughs> I saw. I saw him. Oh, did you? Yeah, he was. He was building a new futon for me oh that'd be good yeah we should get machine gun kelly on the futon and just um tell him how much i fucking hate him <laughs> <laughs> thanks for coming on the show you suck <laughs> yeah you suck so you became famous by ruining hip-hop and now you are uh, ruining pop punk uh what won't you do next <laughs> follow-up question where do you get off <laughs> you've dyed your hair blonde now what's next for your career <laughs> Ha, 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 ha.
Are there any other genres you're looking to ruin in the near future? <laughs> Have you thought about bluegrass? Because at least I don't care about that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, have you been, though, dude? Have you been? This is this is fun. We're doing a recommend episode here. We haven't done one of these in a while. Yeah. Yeah. It's been a minute. Um, and I've been good. I've actually been watching a lot of movies, and a lot of which are not for the podcast. They're just for my own enjoyment. I've been watching awesome movies. Like, I some of these movies I wanted to put on this episode as recommendations, but they're movies that we talked about a lot, and they're movies that are mentioned in our bracket that's going on. Very so, cool. Can't comment on who won, but I'm really excited for it. There's so many good movies on that bracket. I actually yeah, we showed, win no matter what. Yeah, I showed the bracket um, to like my brothers and stuff, and I just showed them the whole list that we picked from. Brandon had like a couple like good ideas. He's like, "Oh man," he's like, "You should have put a uh, you should put like a uh, Wolf of Wall Street on there." And I was like, "Oh fuck, that is a good one." See again, I thought about putting that on there, but I was I was trying to think with the lens of like, let me not put anything that's like too big. Yeah. I felt like Martin Scorsese, Leo DiCaprio. Like, that's why I left off all the Christopher Nolan movies. You're the one who put them on. Otherwise, I would have thrown Interstellar on. Yeah, I did. Murph! <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, man, that, I'm, I'm excited about it. It's going to be the best one yet. Yeah, no matter who wins, we win. And the Swampies win. But, yeah, that's that's either ongoing or finished up. So... If you voted, thank you, I guess. And if it's still going, keep voting. <laughs> but you guys should definitely be following us at Two Dudes Movie Reviews on social media. So that way, when this stuff is happening, you're catching it live. You're seeing it when it's going down. It's like the best way to do it. Yeah. And you should give us a five-star written review on iTunes so you could be entered into our PlayStation 5 giveaway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. That's weird. This... um. This uh, two dudes, Scott is the winner. That's weird. Okay, we'll send. I guess we'll send him a uh, him a PS Five, wh- whoever that may be. Scott, two dudes. <laughs> Scott, two dudes. Yeah, it's close enough. Guy, guy, two dudes. Yeah, I'm, whoever. I'm gonna start writing so many reviews just to win a PS Five. We're not giving away PS Five. We're giving away like our merch, which sounds way less exciting now that you even brought up the PS Five. Yeah, that was just a way to hopefully someone heard that, shut the podcast off, and went and gave us a review and then came back to it. Yeah. And then they go back and they change the review to one star. They lied to me. <laughs> they lied. The PlayStation wasn't real. Man, the 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 console craziness is out of control. Mm-hmm. It's, it's oh, I nuts. believe it. I don't even fuck with it. I'm wearing my PlayStation shirt right now. Yeah, it's, it's made me uh, think about it. But uh I uh I got I actually got my PlayStation. I think I mentioned that on our last episode where I was like, I'm going to try and get the PlayStation tonight. Yeah. I got like super lucky, but um, my brother Ryan, he got two and Whoa. he kept one. And then he was like, let me see if I can like sell this for like a little bit more. Sold it for a thousand dollars. No. Yeah. <laughs> so it paid for his, yeah. So he, he got, got his free PlayStation. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. So I, uh, yeah, I've been, I've been messing around with, with both consoles. I got the Xbox and the PlayStation Miles Morales is fucking awesome on the I believe it. It looked yeah. really cool. I won't I won't like go into a whole thing, but you know I'm like a, a big Xbox fanboy. Mm-hmm. And I like the Xbox more just because it hardware wise, it's a better console. And there's a few things it can do that the PlayStation can't do. That being said, the controller on the PlayStation is next level. 
it's yeah. it's a game changer. They like change like the whole like rumble system in it. But the coolest thing is the triggers now. I don't know how they do it. The like I guess the game developers have to go into it. But like it's got this thing called adaptive triggers. So let's say you're like shooting a gun in like Call of Duty or something like that. When you pull yeah. the trigger down, like let's say it's like a sniper or, or something like that that's got like a heavier trigger. When you go to pull the triggers down, the controller actually fights your finger. Like it puts resistance on it. Oh, and that's then, cool. Yeah. And then when you get like maybe like when you pull it maybe like halfway down when like the trigger would be pulled, the tension just gives out. So it's like you pull the it down and it like fights your finger, then it gives out and it's just like <laughs> it feels so cool. That's sweet. Yeah, it's awesome. Ryan told me because he got his PlayStation, I think, a day before I did. And he was like, yo, he's like, the controller's awesome. And I love the Xbox controller. And I was like, really? And he's like, the best way I can describe it is like surround sound for your fingers, kind of. And I was like, oh, that's cool. And then once I got to like play it and experience it, I was like, whoa. Like, yeah, I'm probably going. Yeah, I'm probably going to get Call of Duty and all my friends play Xbox. And I kind of want to get it for the PlayStation just because I'm like. It probably feels fucking awesome on the PlayStation. <clears throat> yeah. So PlayStation did a really cool thing too with the, the the little details, like the grip on it. It's like all the X circle, square, and triangle. Yeah. I looked it's um I've seen like the magnified like pictures and you're like, oh shit, that's really cool. But then when I got the controller, I like looked at it and you have to like really squint. Like it's really like microscopic. Yeah. But yeah, I've been I've been playing around with that and uh like, like I said, I think the Xbox is a better console because it can do higher resolution, higher frame rate at the same time than the PlayStation can. And quick resume is, is awesome because you can just swap in between games and it just like picks right up where you left off. But the controller, definitely the PlayStation just has a much more next gen vibe right now. Like you play it and you feel like you're playing something new. Well, that's cool. <clears throat> Thank you guys for tuning in to Two Dudes Console Reviews. Yeah, there you go. We did it. <laughs> I, I tried to get the headset from from Walmart, and I won't I won't go too long because we're going long on this. But I just thought you'd find this funny. I was trying to get the headset for the PlayStation at Walmart. And I realized while I was in Walmart that Walmart's just like the like the land of urchin, and yeah. there was just like a ton of like one of the Walmart employees was like, you know, how you have to get a key to like get stuff out of the box there. Yeah. He was like, do you have a key? And this woman was like, no, I don't have it. And he's like, do you have a key? And this other one was like, no. And he's like, who has the fucking key? <laughs> That's awesome. And he was like in crisis. He was flipping out. But uh, just customer walked by. And then the other cashier was like, oh, my God, I love your shirt. So I looked by, I looked back and his shirt says, I highly doubt everyone was kung fu fighting. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> I was just like, of, of course it was. Of course, that's the shirt. <laughs> oh, that's so good. Yeah. That's I keep forgetting, like, Walmart is one thing when you're in New York, but I'm sure it's a whole other world when you're in Florida. The Walmart over near me, because we're right, like, near the UF campus, mm-hmm. the Walmart near me, and this kind of applies to anywhere. If you go anywhere on the week at, like, the weekday or weekdays, yeah. it's it's dead. You go anywhere on the weekend, it's a madhouse. And yeah, I went on Saturday to try and get that headset, and it was just like, Ooh. yeah, it was it was crazy. <laughs> yeah, people people don't care about a pandemic when there's deals, deals, deals. Yeah, slashing prices. <laughs> <laughs> deal so good we can't pay our mortgage. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
Machine Gun Kelly is slashing prices. <laughs> He's just wearing one of those like blue Walmart aprons. <laughs> yeah, with a sticker gun. <laughs> sticker Gun Kelly. <laughs> I like that Sticker Gun Kelly. <laughs> oh man, should we start talking about all these streaming services, all these things? Because like. Listen, folks, we don't talk a lot about what's going on in the world, usually just what's going on in the world of movies, but I think a second shutdown is imminent. It, it definitely sounds that way. I think it's coming real soon, so you're going to need to fucking hunker down, and what better way to do that than with the two dudes in your fucking ear holes? Exactly. <laughs> and telling you what you can watch when you're stuck at home again because you were an idiot and you kept leaving the house and you didn't wear a mask. And now this thing is still going on and getting worse. And now we have to shut down again. So you may as well watch some good fucking movies. Exactly. So it's, it has been a, a few weeks since we've done one. It's been like, uh, I don't think we did one at all for the last two months, right? We didn't do one in October, did we? Or September. Our, we last, had- our last one was August, yeah. Wow. Okay. So it's been a minute, been a minute. So if you don't remember how this works, we're going to run down through uh, Amazon Prime Video, HBO Max, Hulu, Netflix, and give you each a movie, one from me, one from Colin, uh, for you to watch. And then we, we both picked a wild card, which the wild card can be anywhere. It might You might have to rent it. It might be on one of the streaming services. Uh, you know, it, it's anything. It's wild. But uh, it's fucking wild. <laughs> it's wild. <laughs> now, I don't remember. Do you usually start these? I feel like you usually go first. Yeah, I do. Let me uh, let me just go back to seeing you because I changed my camera. <laughs> yeah, I won't be able to see you because I have my notes on my phone for what movies I'm going to talk about. That's what I was. I was just writing them down on a piece of paper like an old fashioned man. Oh, I could do that, too. Yes. <laughs> yeah. This list, there were some that were difficult to to pick, and mainly HBO. I've said that on a few of these other ones. I, f- I find that HBO is harder because I feel like HBO has a lot of good movies, but they're good movies that a lot of people have seen, or they're very recent. So, and I'm trying to do like some that's maybe under the radar or just older that maybe some people miss because they were kids when the movie came out or something like that. Yeah. This first movie that I'm doing off Amazon, it's a movie that came out recently, and... I could have sworn I recommended it already. And I know we've talked about it on the podcast a little bit, but I don't think many people have seen this movie. It was, I think, number 11 on my 2018 list. Like when we did the duties that year, this was mm-hmm. a movie that got left off by, I think, one spot. And I really wanted to put it on. So my first recommendation off Amazon is a movie called Unsane. Oh, okay. You had suggested this movie to me. back. I think you actually lent it to me in that fat stack of movies from uh, 2018. Mm-hmm. And that's one I didn't get around to watching. Yeah. And we've mentioned this director before because on another recommend episode, you had recommended Logan Lucky. This was the movie that uh, Steven Soderbergh directed after Logan Lucky. And I won't go too much into the plot and all that, but I think this movie's really cool. And I would... Part of it, which what like for me, what makes it really cool is the movie is it's got like a stalker vibe to it. That's something that the plot uh, revolves around is this woman has a a stalker, and mm-hmm. the movie is shot like he shot the whole movie from an iPhone. Oh, okay, he's done that before. 
Well, this is the first time that he did it. And, oh, okay. and that's the thing is like, he did it on, um, he did it on like high flying bird and stuff like that. And I don't yeah. think it, I don't think it fits that, but I think, uh, narratively it, it fits this movie. Cause it's got like this very like voyeuristic feel to it. I'm saying it's shot on an iPhone. It actually does not look like it's shot on an iPhone. Like if you're, if you're privy to that knowledge before going into it, you'll be like, Oh yeah, I can see it. But it's not like shaky camera or anything like that. Like they definitely like got like gimbals and stuff like that too to pull off all these shots. So everything looks very smooth, but yeah, it's all shot on an iPhone. And there's some scenes where it's clearly just like the iPhone is just kind of like sitting on a table or something like that. And it's filming someone, but this movie's it's a thriller. Um, I think it's rated R it's either rated R or PG 13, but I think it's R it's very cool. in what it does. And like I said, it's um, she's, she's got like a star. I'm trying to not give away too much detail. It's, it's hard. Yeah. But, but basically it's one of those movies where, about halfway through you start to question yourself and think like, is this person actually crazy or is she telling like you start to question what the narrative is in the movie and stuff like that. And um, I'll, I'll leave it at that. But yeah, Claire Foy's the main character. It's really cool and shot from an iPhone. And I don't know. Steven Soderbergh is great. I think some of his latest movies haven't been that bo- that good, but this was a hidden gem from 2018 that I don't think a lot of people saw. Yeah, no, for sure. I, I love when movies do that. I actually rewatched Invisible Man recently. That's one of the ones that are on the list of like cool movies that I'm going back and I'm checking out again. And um, that movie does the same thing with like the camera placement where it's just like, is there somebody in the room? Like, why is the camera positioned there? Is there actually somebody there or not? And like in the movie, your main character is being gaslit by this other person. So it sounds like that's kind of what's happening in Unsane. But then the movie itself is gaslighting the audience and then you don't even trust your own instincts and yeah. in what you're seeing. You're just like, wait, am I the one who's crazy? Mm-hmm. You know, so I, I love when movies do that. I do want to check that out. I've, I saw that was on there and I remember you telling me to look at that. Yeah, this, I could have sworn I had mentioned it and I'm sure I've mentioned it on the pod before, but I don't think many people saw it. I didn't see this in theaters. I watched it after the fact, but I, I think it would have been cool to watch an iPhone movie in movie theaters. But yeah, but yeah. What's your, what's your Amazon? So my Amazon, this took me a while. I was going through, actually I was going through and I found a bunch of movies, but Amazon's another one where there's, it's like, yeah, that's a lot of new movies and it's a lot of stuff we did on the podcast. And I know I mentioned the last time we did a what to watch, but like if there's any episodes of ours you skipped from last year, I almost guarantee every episode that we did a review on from last year is on Amazon prime right now. It's insane how many movies are on there. Even movies from the beginning of this year mm-hmm. are popping up on there. Between HBO Max and Amazon, you can pretty much find every movie that we've done a review on for like the last year. Yeah. So it, yeah, it's it's actually true. Yeah, it's awesome. Love it. So I avoided any of those, uh, but what I did notice is that they added a bunch of Wes Anderson films on Amazon Prime. So it's like his whole catalog is on there. And what you're about to say was on my list. Are you sure? I don't know. Tell me. I almost put Life Aquatic, but I actually wrote Rushmore. Oh, okay. Life Aquatic was on my list. I thought about Life Aquatic, but then I think Rushmore... Rushmore might be like what broke him out for film lovers, but Royal Tenenbaums is what really broke him out for like the mainstream. Cause I feel like Royal Tenenbaums has like a lot of the imagery that is closely associated with Wes Anderson. 
and it has a much larger ensemble, so that draws a lot of eyes in on it. Mm-hmm. But but Rushmore is like one of his. It's earlier. It's before Royal Tenenbaums, but it's like much more subdued. Like a lot fewer characters. But I also think it's it's just like really funny. Like I really like that movie, and I feel like it's kind of um, like people who love Wes Anderson love that movie. But I feel like it's like an unsung uh, hit from his catalog that like not enough people pay attention to. I feel like that's a movie that if you're going to check out any of them, it's like, you know what to expect from everything after Royal Tenenbaums. Cause they basically all like kind of share the same vibe, but, uh, but Rushmore feels a little bit different from the rest of his, his movies. And I think it's really good. You know, what's funny. Cause me and you both really like life aquatic. Yeah. And it's like his lowest rated movie. That, that's what I was going to say. Life Aquatic has like a 50 something on Rotten Tomatoes. Like people don't really like it. Makes and, no uh, sense. I love that movie. I feel like that this, might be my favorite of his. Yeah. I was going to say, I feel like cinematography alone. I mean, his cinematography is great on all of his movies, but I feel like it shouldn't have that score based on just that one thing. <laughs> like I know I, any film critic, I think would probably be like, okay, this wasn't for me, but the craft is fucking awesome in this movie. Like, yeah. So, um, no, cool. I I could have sworn you're gonna say Life Aquatic. I heard you start talking about Wes Anderson. I was like, oh, I know what he's doing. <laughs> no, I threw a curveball. I almost did Life Aquatic, but then I saw that all of his movies are up. Well, not all of them, but a lot of Wes Anderson's films are up on Amazon right now. Like you could you can go through like probably eighty percent of his catalog right now. Mm-hmm. On to HBO, and I'm gonna no. I'm gonna I'm gonna preface this by saying there was really not anything that I was super into recommending off HBO. Yeah. I did, I don't know. I don't know if you felt the same way or not. I looked was looking through it. I looked through a couple times and again, there's a lot of big stuff on there. Then there's a lot of like not so good stuff. And I was just like, uh, I really don't know what to do. And I was going to recommend unbreakable. That's what I was going to do. And then I thought about okay. it. I was like, we did an episode on split and we talked a lot about unbreakable on that episode. So I was just like, I don't know if, I feel on like glass, right? Yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah, on glass. Yeah. And then we talked a lot about Split and we talked a lot about Unbreakable. And I feel like if anyone listened to that episode and they hadn't seen Unbreakable, they would have gone and checked it out at that point. So I'm not going to recommend that. Instead, what I'm going to do is recommend a movie that I don't even think is that good. But <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. I have a bad movie on my list. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't think it's that good. I like this movie a lot. But I, I think for the people that are going to enjoy this movie are people who really like comic book movies, but probably are maybe like a little bit fatigued on the, like the MCU or like the DC, like they want something a little bit more under the radar. And I feel like there's people that might not even know this is a comic book movie, but also because Keanu Reeves is super hot. So I'm recommending Constantine. Uh, Okay. Yeah. And you want to fuck, you want to fuck Keanu? Who doesn't? Or you mean like he's hot? Like I was like, oh, like his career is on fire. Yeah. Uh, not like, man, he's so hot. Like you should watch Constantine. He's such a dreamboat. Oh no, I meant like he's on fire. But I mean, you know, it, I mean, it, they go hand. He's a good looking guy. Yeah, yeah. Also, at the point of this coming out, we're like two weeks away from Cyberpunk. So yeah. you get your Keanu fix. But yeah, I mean, you've seen Constantine, I'm sure. I've never seen it in its entirety. I've seen like bits and pieces of it. Oh, like when okay. it's on TV. Yeah, I again, I don't think it's a great movie, but I actually I went back and rewatched it recently and I like the plot of it a lot. I think the the idea of him 
he's kind of trying to buy himself back into heaven. I think that's a really cool concept. Yeah. Actually, I think besides, I think my first two radar movies in the theater were The Matrix Revolutions and Constantine. So it holds holds a spot in my heart. But it, it's got a great cast: Keanu Reeves, Rachel Weisz, uh, Shia LaBeouf is also in this. And just going off news, it's not a hundred percent set in stone, but people are saying that probably in the next like couple months there might be confirmation that Constantine Two is going to be put into production. Yeah, I saw that was a thing. Like, the guy who plays the villain, like, basically was like, yeah, it's happening. Yeah, so it might be a movie that, if you haven't seen it, it might be good to check it out now and just see what the vibes are all about. And then when Constantine 2 comes out, you'll actually be into it. But, yeah, it's a, at least in my opinion, I think it's a cool radar comic book movie that a lot of people don't know about. Very cool. Yeah, no, I, uh, I haven't seen that. That's one I don't think I'm going to check out, only because I've been watching so many other movies lately. You don't need to. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I'm suggesting you watch this movie. You don't need to, but it's you, out there. It's out there. Now, again, I I didn't really find anything that I was like too into on HBO to recommend, but I think this has a lot of things, at least right now, where it's like, yeah, Keanu Reeves is in everything. Everyone loves him, and there's possibly a sequel coming out, and so it might be a good thing to check out. Yeah, HBO is a little bit tough. I will say this. In terms of navigating their selection, HBO is my favorite. Yeah, because they just go A to Z. Yep, every fucking movie. Like, dude, Hulu might actually be my least favorite navigation style now over Amazon. Amazon at least has a ton of options for, like, like, they don't have, like, an A through Z or anything like that, but they do have, like, a lot of different categories you can go through and check the movies hulu you have like you load up the screen it's like here are your eight category options and they're (laughs) not like simple where it's just like here's comedy here's action here's horror it's like i mean you can navigate to that but it's like you scroll through and it's the same 12 movies (laughs) yeah in in like every category it's like on the home screen, I saw Parasite in three out of the eight categories. Mm-hmm. So you're not just seeing any different movies. It's the same fucking movies over and over again. I hate Hulu's new uh, layout. It used to be way better, but this I, is this is trash. I was going to say, I still prefer to Amazon. And I was going to say, I think it's Amazon was the one. I was scrolling through it, and Battlefield LA showed up like five times. In the same yeah. category. I was like, what is this? And it was like, you want to see Battlefield LA in 4K or 1080 or with subtitles? <laughs> <And> it's like, <laughs> yeah. But, but I think Amazon has better movies than Hulu has. I don't know. I was, I haven't gone on Hulu. Uh, you've probably been on my Hulu more than I've been on my own Hulu recently. But I went through yeah. Hulu and I was like, oh, there's actually a lot of stuff that I really like and some stuff that they added recently that I was pretty impressed with. So I, I think I still like Hulu more than Amazon. Yeah. Well, we'll, we'll get to that. But for my HBO choice, I'm picking another movie from a director. I enjoy that. I feel like, again, if you're a huge fan of this director, you already know this movie is good. Uh, but if you're a casual viewer of their movies, you probably either haven't seen this or you don't enjoy it so much. Uh, but I'm going with chasing Amy. Ooh, nice. I feel, I feel like people don't give that movie enough credit. Like that's cause especially for as early as it is in, in Kevin Smith's career. Um, it's a pretty serious movie. Like it, like there's like some real drama that happens in that movie. It's not all just like 
jokes and stuff. Like it's very well written and and smart. Mm-hmm. And we didn't see that up until that point from his career. We had like mall rats and fucking uh, clerks and stuff like that, and they're they're great. But uh, this was like a nice little kind of like dramatic shift, and it showed like what he can do and what he's capable of on a more like intimate level. Yeah, I actually it wasn't one that I was really considering, but I saw Jersey Girl was on there. Yeah. And uh I was like, "Oh, like that's kind of cool." And then I I noticed um that they just had a lot of other stuff on there cuz Clerks I'm pretty sure is on HBO yeah. also. Yeah, Clerks is on there. I thought about recommending that, but like nah. Like I I talked about it on like my top 50 movies of all time. Like I love Clerks. Um but I feel like if you know Kevin Smith, you've seen Clerks. Like, if you're a fan of Kevin Smith, you've seen Clerks. But you may not, you might have slept on Chasing Amy. I feel like Chasing Amy gets um, gets lost in the shuffle of, like, Jane Silent Bob and Dogma and all those other things. Yeah, definitely. I will say, I do I do think Clerks, Dogma, all those, like, I think that is better than Chasing Amy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chasing Amy's probably, like, I don't know. I'd have to think about it and like look at all of his movies. I think it would break the top five, but it might be like number five or number six on like a list of all of his movies for me. Yeah. I don't know. It might be, it might be higher for me, honestly. Yeah. I'm trying to think of a, did we rank his, I think we ranked his movies on the Jane Silent Bob reboot episode. Didn't we? No, I don't think we did. I think we just talked about a lot of them. Hmm. Hmm. I mean, like, Jane Silent Bob Reboot, like, comments on almost every movie, but I don't think we, we ranked them, because we didn't talk about, like, I know for a fact we haven't, like, brought up Yoga Hosers on this podcast. <laughs> yeah, okay, I guess not. Tusk is awesome. I love Tusk. A lot of people don't like Tusk, but I think Tusk is pretty, like, I don't love Tusk, but I think Tusk is a fun right. movie. Um, yeah, yeah, so I mean, I saw Tusk in theaters. That was, that was a good time. <laughs> I, was, I was like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> I love I love that Justin Long is a douchey podcast host too. Like that's his thing. That's his character in the movie. He's a podcast host. He's not in enough. I don't like. He's not in enough movies. I don't think because every time he oh, shows great. up in something, he's great. Yeah, yeah. If you go to, I'm pretty sure it was there the last time I was there. But if you go to the the secret stash in Red Bank, where the you know the comic store from Comic Book Man, pretty yeah. sure they have the Tusk costume, uh, like hung up in, in oh, the that's comic awesome. store. Yeah. So. Moving on to Hulu. Like I said, there was a lot of stuff that I was like, oh, I would really like to talk about that. There was a few that I was set on, and then I saw this towards the bottom of things that they've added recently because this wasn't there as of a month ago. This wasn't there when we did our tenant review, and we had talked about it. And oh, I, I already I, know. Yeah, I know you haven't seen it yet. It's on our bracket, so I'm not going to talk too much about it in case it wins. I doubt it will, but the prestige is on hulu yeah that's on my list for movies i need to watch like asap yeah asap ferg (laughs) the the prestige i i really believe this i think the prestige is probably the most overlooked christopher nolan movie and it's one of his i mean i overlooked it i you know what like i think it's his third movie maybe his fourth because it came out in 2006 so I think uh, that's after Memento, right? I was going to say, Memento I think it was like 2005 or something, 2004. I think maybe? Memento might be four, but I think Memento, Insomnia, and I'm blanking on the name of his first movie. I think they all came up before The Prestige, but I think with the exception of, I'm, I'm completely blanking on his first film. I think 
no one's seen the prestige. It's got a great cast. A lot of people that are everyone loves now. Christian Bale, Hugh Jackman, Rebecca Hall, Scarlett Johansson, like they're all in Andy Circus is in it. I love the aesthetic of it. I feel like when people think about movies with like magicians, they think of like now you see me or something like that. Yeah. And a good movie about like magic is pretty cool. And the way they do it in this movie, I also really appreciate because you get that Christopher Nolan level of detail where it's like, yeah, he clearly went and like studied like how these illusionists pull off these tricks. So you kind of get like a peek behind the curtain on how like magicians used to pull off these tricks and stuff like that. But yeah, it's basically like the whole thing is Hugh Jackman and Christian Bale are rival magicians that used to work together and they just keep trying to like one up each other. But I think the twist in this movie is awesome it it's something that you're just like holy shit and it's got a great ending and yeah i i really want more people to watch this i keep telling my brothers i'm like fucking watch the prestige like just do it and um, i'm gonna watch it real soon like that's that's on a short list like that's probably gonna be watched within like the next two weeks for me okay cool yeah and it's funny because we were talking about like uh life aquatic not having like that high of a score I'm pretty sure the Rotten Tomato score for the Prestige is like high 70s. But like Yeah, I remember that when we were doing the bracket when we were looking at all the the scores and how yeah. the seating is going to go. The the audience score though is like high 90s. Like so there you know. go. Yeah. But yeah, definitely check out the Prestige. It's one of my favorites of his. I actually keep thinking about our uh Christopher Nolan rankings. And I think I had the Prestige 5th and I think it's higher than that. I think that's possibly the worst job I've done ranking movies. I thought about it afterwards. I was like, I was like, I fucked up big time. So, but uh, never take our ranking seriously. Anybody like we, we abandon our ranking. Like as soon as we're done recording, like we're just like, you know what? Everything I said was wrong. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, like, what I have I agree. done? <laughs> like I'm, I'm kind of upset with myself that, forever now in our history my 2019 duty went to Endgame mm-hmm. because i really looking back now i'm like no parasite was better parasite's 100 percent better than Endgame. i love Endgame. parasite's a better movie mm-hmm. so like i regret that like there's an asterisk next to Endgame now because parasite's definitely the winner of 2019 <laughs> for me yeah. but it is what it is. This it doesn't matter. So, yeah, I've actually I thought about that the other day. Parasite's not my number one. I still have Joker one, but Parasite might be my number two. It might bump down Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. That, I I still really like that movie, but yeah, I thought about. I was like, I think you're stupid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, speaking of stupid, I went a completely different direction for my Hulu pick. Uh, you went a more prestigious route. Uh, and I am digging down in the gutters because it's a movie that is not good, but it's so <laughs> not good that it's awesome. And in a world before Sharknado, Uh-oh. there were snakes on a plane. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know what's funny? when I saw snakes on a plane in the theater, it was like the trailer came out and everyone was like, Whoa, that's dumb. Like everyone was just like, Holy shit. They made something that's like mind bendingly stupid. And, um, 
And it was like a huge group of us went to go see it. Like 15 of us were like, we need to fucking see this thing. And we, yeah. like, we, and we all went out. And I remember like this one, one of my friends at the time, this kid, Tom, he wasn't, he wasn't uh, 18 yet. And uh, we like got to the theater and like, they wouldn't let him buy a ticket. So he had to like sneak into like snakes on a plane with us and get in yeah. the theater. But Oh man, if you haven't seen Snakes on a Plane, you got you just have to. You gotta watch it. If you can watch it on cable, it's even better. It's like, yeah, best. you have to deal with commercials, but then you get to hear such lines as, I'm tired of these monkey flying snakes on this Monday to Friday plane. <laughs> <laughs> we we were talking about doing a segment where it's like we kind of like create like a like a TV edit and have the other person have to guess what it is. Yeah. And you oh, yeah, 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 cuz cuz the Big Lebowski has a good that's one the too. One. Yeah, you see what happens? You see what happens when you fight a stranger in the Alps? <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. Um I love I love TV edits like that. But yeah, Snakes on a Plane is fucking ridiculous. The first time I ever saw it was actually at my grandma's house. <laughs> She's a big Snakes on a Plane fan. Yeah, she's way into it. Way into it. <laughs> she's into polka. Uh, potatoes and snakes on a plane. <laughs> Poke potatoes and planes. <laughs> yeah, the three P's. P's. <laughs> I don't even want to say anything about it. There's just some parts in that movie that are just <laughs> hilarious about how... Do you think they made that movie with the intent of like, it's going to be so over the top that it's going to be funny, but we're going to play it off like an act? Like, do you think they had the self-awareness or was that something where they made it where like, Man, this is terrifying. Imagine being on a, a fucking plane and there's snakes on it. I think they had to know there was humor in it because they had like um who is it? They had like Keenan Thompson's in it. Yeah. There's comedians in the movie. Mm-hmm. Is Kevin Hart in it? Am I misremembering? Ooh, that's a good question. Like it would have been before he blew up. Yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to remember everybody who was in it. But no, I think they knew it was insane. Like it, they were just like, you know, it'd be ridiculous, like a plane full of like not only snakes, but they were like gassed snakes. So they were extra aggressive. <laughs> <laughs> like everything about the premise is insane. Like it's so ridiculous. And like, I don't want to spoil the ending, but the way that the plane is landed and their, their reasoning for like, Oh, that's why this guy's going to be able to land the plane. Oh, Oh my god! So good. I forgot it is, about that. <laughs> it's so it's the dumbest fucking thing ever, but it's so good. <laughs> that's a movie that, like, if you're with people or you're <laughs> drinking, like, you're it, that's a good friendsgiving movie to watch. Like, have some drinks, smoke a little weed, or whatever you want to do. Um, hit up Machine Gun Kelly and just buy an eight ball and start <laughs> doing lines off the fucking turkey, and then take a little bump. Take a take a little bump off the can of cranberry sauce, and then walk, throw on snakes on a plane. <laughs> I looked You're it up. Gonna have a good time. I was gonna say I looked it up. Uh, Kevin Hart's not in it. Okay, I think I might be confusing his plane movie. He was in Soul Plane, which is another plane movie. Oh, uh, okay. I think the thing that I'm thinking of him, I'm like Kevin Hart was definitely on a plane in some movie that I saw like fairly recently. Oh, Hobbs and Shaw. Hobbs and Shaw is what I was thinking. Oh, yeah. Which is on HBO. Oh, cool. Don't I think it's on it. HBO. <laughs> you don't need to see that. No. The, no okay, don't. so the reasoning in Hobbs and Shaw. 
remember they're basically just like we need to go to like my brother and he can do this thing and there's like the reasoning yeah. behind it and it's so dumb that rivals the snakes on the plane landing the plane thing yeah it's, yeah it's so stupid oh man I'm glad you brought that up though yeah it's worth watching it's worth i wanted to mix it up you know i had um I had two kind of like off the beaten path movies from indie directors, and now I'm uh, now I'm telling you to watch Snakes on a Plane. <laughs> <laughs> well, awesome. And uh, you ready to go on Netflix? Yeah, let's do it. All right. So for Netflix, I am bringing up a film that I guess is an indie director. I it's it's so weird. This director I think is huge. Like in my mind, I'm like. Yeah, he's the best. Like, he's so good. But then yeah. you, you talk to people and you're like, oh, yeah, that Taika Waititi movie. And they're like, who the fuck is that? And I'm like, Thor Ragnarok, Jojo Rabbit. Like, I don't yeah. you know. Like, I feel like so many people don't know him. But uh, one of his first films, Hunt for the Wilder People, is what mm, I'm recommending okay. on Netflix. And Hunt for the Wilder People, it's based on a book. But this is a movie he was writing for actually like 12 years. He, he was finally able to to realize it and it might be his highest rated film. I haven't like looked to see what like Jojo is at now or even, um, uh, I think what we do in the shadows is at 95, but this is sitting at 96% on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, nice. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, it's a little bit more, uh, I would say this has got more heart to it than something like, uh, Constantine or Unsane or Unbreakable, whatever. Like you can definitely, there's humor in this. You could definitely watch this with a family and stuff, but it's so well written and great cast. I mean, Sam Neill's in it. Um, Rise Darby, which we talked about. Taika Waititi plays a character in the movie. If you've seen any of his other movies, you know the humor. It's just so funny. And uh, yeah, it's, it, I think there's a, a nice message in this movie also. And I love the aesthetic of it. Like, I think out of all the movies I'm recommending, this definitely just has the best look to the entire movie. I'm going to add it to my list. I actually do want to see this. Yeah. I think a lot of people sleep on it too. Cause if you look at the poster of the movie, it's like, it's got like a, a boar and then like a fat kid wearing a cheetah hat. And it's got and like, and everyone's just like, yeah. I'm not going to watch this shit. Like, what is that? Yeah. I didn't even mention this. The kid in the movie, uh, Julian Dennison, he's the, he's the boy. I forget which fi- is fire fist. Is that the name of his character in Deadpool too? He's the, he's the boy from Deadpool. Oh, 2. okay. Yeah. 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 Um, and he hasn't been in a lot, but yeah, this is definitely his best movie. And just, I, I, I had to put a Taika Waititi movie out there because it's been happening a lot lately. Because I was recommending what we do in the shadows to a lot of people. And like I said, I I think so much, so highly of him. And yeah. actually, but, Jojo Rabbit's a movie I just rewatched like three days ago. Oh, cool. I, I've actually watched that movie a lot, like after we reviewed it. That's probably one of my mo- like most watched movies from 2019 now because I've rewatched it so many times. That might be like close to my. Well, Endgame doesn't count because Logan makes me put it on all the time. Like he likes the, all the different Avengers movies, so I just let him pick which one he wants to watch, and mm-hmm. he he picks that one a lot. Uh, plus, I saw it in theaters like four or five times. But <laughs> Parasite might be the one I've gone back and rewatched the most. Jojo Rabbit now, I think I've watched three or four times after seeing it in theaters the first time. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of what else from 2000. Oh, The Lighthouse is getting up there. I've I've rewatched The Lighthouse quite a few times. Yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to think of what mine would be. It might be Us. I've watched Us a lot, but I've watched Jojo, I think, four times now. And uh, 
It's it's so good. But yeah, I don't know. I I feel like we just we bring him up a lot on this podcast, so maybe for our listeners, this is not anything new. But if you haven't seen it, it's one of his early films. It's something that he worked, like I said, twelve years to write, and I think everyone will really like it. If you like his movies, you're gonna love it. So, did you see the Coca Cola commercial that he did? No. He directed a Coca-Cola commercial. Like, you know how every year, like around Christmas, Coca-Cola puts out a new commercial and it's like, you know, whatever. It's like Santa Claus comes and he like sticks his dick in a can of Coke or something. Yeah. So (laughs) Taika Waititi directed this commercial and then like there were just like a bunch of articles about it afterwards. They were like, everybody, Taika Waititi directed a Coca-Cola commercial and it will make you cry. (laughs) Really? Yeah. And I'm like watching it and I'm like, this is like, this looks better than half of the movies we reviewed this year. <laughs> like it looks so good. Like it, um, and there's a story and there's no words in it. Oh, wow. or, you know, there's barely any words. I think maybe there's like two lines of dialogue in the beginning of it. And then the rest of it is all just like stuff happening. But I'm like, holy shit, this motherfucker told us a whole story, like a whole movie. Like, you got to watch it when we're done with this. Like, I want to be on the phone while you watch it, but like, yeah, you got to watch it. Okay. I I don't know if I mentioned on the podcast, but I told you I sat in on Adobe Max this year Mm -hmm. and Taika Waititi was a speaker uh, during Yeah, yeah, you told me about that. Yeah, and I don't know if I mentioned on the pod, but basically like his segment was like so interesting and he talked about uh, Hunt for the Wilder People in, in this talk where he was just like, yeah, like, it took me so long to write this movie, blah, blah, blah. But hearing him talk about his career and stuff like that is, it's just so weird because there's some people that they go to school for film. That's what they want to do. Maybe they have to like get into acting first before they can start directing like Jonah Hill or something like that. But basically when he's talking about his career and stuff, he's just like, yeah, like I, uh, directed this short film and, uh, I won an Academy award for it. And then like, I was just like, Oh wow, that was cool. Like, now I need to like, you know, start like looking for, for a real job. And people were like, no, you should like keep directing and maybe do a movie or something, dude. Cause you're like good at it. And he was like, oh really? You think so? And they're like, yeah. And he's like, okay, maybe I'll try that. And basically he said that he like approaches, he, he said that basically he's very stressed about every movie he does because he's waiting for someone to basically tell him like your career is done. Like fucking, fucking do something else. So he's just yeah. like. Like, uh, it's, it's just funny. Cause he like, didn't go to school for it. Like it wasn't something that like he was thinking about. He's just naturally like fucking gifted and you hear him talk about it. And he's just kind of just like, yeah, kind of like wing it. <laughs> like, <that's- laughs> I know he's so cool. <laughs> so I st- did you see, um, uh, Chris Hemsworth posted a picture from like behind the scenes, like they're, uh, they're starting to, to work out the script for Ragnarok or for love and thunder. Oh yeah. Love and thunder. Duh. The new Thor one. <laughs> he posted a picture. The caption said something about like uh, first script meeting with uh, all the writers and our fearless leader Taika Waititi never taking a day off. And it's a picture of Taika. Like they're all outside doing this with all their notebooks and stuff. And Taika Waititi is like laying on the grass in a sleeping bag, passed out with his hat over his face. <laughs> and like everybody's trying to like work on the script for Love and Thunder, and he's just like, "I'm taking a nap." Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, that's the fucking way to go. <laughs> He's awesome. Well, well, I like that you picked like a very high rated movie, like at least in terms of the tomatoes, because I'm, I'm taking a hard left against uh, snakes on a plane and I'm 
going for a movie with a 97% on Rotten Tomatoes. Ooh. Yeah, it's a good fucking movie. This, I tried to make a very diverse list, and it's going to get even wilder with the wild card, but did a couple of those off-the-beaten-path indie movies. Did <laughs> Snakes on the Plane. And now <laughs> I'm going for some hard-hitting, real-life drama, a movie that I really like. I saw it maybe two years ago and it came out in 2015, but I, I caught it two years ago and I was just like, whoa, blown away. Really cool ensemble cast, uh, Spotlight. Oh, nice. Yeah, Spotlight's awesome. Yeah, it's really fucking good, but it'll fuck you up, man. It's, it is super depressing because it's, it's real life and it's like targeting uh, the, uh, the scandal behind the Catholic church and, uh, the molestation charges and things like that. And just how the church like handles it and how the Vatican kind of relocates these, these offenders. Yeah. Mark Ruffalo in it though. Dude, Mark Ruffalo. Like, I feel like he comes out with a movie similar to this, like every few years. Yeah. Cause he had dark waters last year. Also Zodiac and stuff like that. Like, yeah, just, but uh, yeah, I mean, spotlight one best picture. Yeah. Yeah. I knew that. Yeah. Man. Rightfully so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's def- it's definitely not an off the beaten path one, but it's such a good movie. And I feel like when I talk about it with people, it, it seems like a lot of times best picture doesn't mean anything because I'll talk to people. They'll be like, oh, I never saw that. And it's like, how many times does the the Oscars happen? And then you're like you're at work or something and people are just like, I never saw that movie that won best picture mm-hmm. or like they, they haven't heard of even half the movies that are nominated, they're like, I have no idea what any of these movies are. Like what the hell's going on? So I feel like that's one that like people really should watch. Like it's really good. Mark Ruffalo, Michael Keaton, Rachel McAdams, Leave Schreiber. Uh, there's just a, a ton of good people in it. And like everybody fucking kills it. Like, so it, it fucked me up though. It like made me really upset because it's real life. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's not just like, Oh man, like that was an intense movie, but it's just like, yeah, this is real. Like this is the world that we live in. This is really not only did this happen, it is happening. Mm-hmm. So it's fucked up, but it, it's really good movie. Like I like the investigative side of the movie. Like I really love It's just really cool. Yeah, man. Spotlight's amazing. I mean, it won multiple Oscars. <laughs> it's, pre- it's pretty fucking good. Yeah. It's definitely not like an out of nowhere pick for the list. Like it's, but it's also not mainstream. Yeah, yeah. I think that movie might the subject matter might turn people off. Or if you're like really religious. <laughs> yeah, that'll do it. <laughs> but nice, good good pick. Um moving on to our wild card. Now this is this is kind of funny because normally when we do these wild cards, I try and stick to something that's still streaming. And you are just like fuck off. I'm doing whatever I want. But yep. today, I went, fuck off, I'm doing what I want. <laughs> so we're going to on the same train. But I went with a movie. And I, I was looking for this because I was just like, I really hope this is on one because it'd be really cool. People could find it. But also, I just want to watch it because I don't own it. I've picked it up a few times. But the movie that I'm going with is It Follows. Oh, nice. Yeah, this isn't even the first time you've told me to watch this. I think... I don't know if you told me about this on the podcast. Maybe you have, but you've definitely told me off mic before, like, yo, you should check this out. Yeah, I th- I think it was on the podcast because I think I was like, it's like a, 
some sort of entity that like you get almost like an STD and you're like, oh yeah, <laughs> love that shit. Yeah. I'm sold. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's got a 95 on Rotten Tomatoes, but the audience score is a 66. So it's definitely divisive. But what I like about it is uh, it's not a horror movie that is uh, like jump scary. It doesn't revolve around that. And the, concept of this thing following you at all times and always coming for you i find very unsettling yeah it's it's a little bit actually watching this movie because we were talking a few weeks ago about how like a lot of a24 movies are kind of the same this feels like an a24 movie it's it isn't an a24 movie but it is kind of a slow burn it's a little more uh psychological rather than just like cheap scares and stuff like that but yeah just the concept i think is really original great performance and then there's just some really fucking weird visuals that remember after i saw it like i kept thinking about for a few days so yeah man it follows nice uh speaking of a24 movies i actually just watched uh under the skin real recently oh man (laughs) that was fucking weird (laughs) yeah i wanted to because I had watched it and we were talking about it while I was back home and I wanted to ask you after you watched it, what you actually thought of it. Cause you were texting me while you were watching it, but like, not like sport, you know, not your feelings really. Yeah. I'll say this. (laughs) It's weird. (laughs) Like I was texting you. I was also texting somebody else and I was like, they're like, Oh, what are you doing? And I'm like, I'm watching a movie right now. It's really weird. And I don't know if I like it. Yeah. Like, I don't think I liked it. When I watched it too, I was kind of like, this movie, again, really weird. I wasn't even sure if I liked it, but there's just parts that I found so like unsettling that it stuck with me. So I kept thinking about it. And it, like, it's not really something that I think I would want to watch very often. I've watched it like twice now, but I was just like, I don't know. It's it's just very weird. Like it, it put me in a weird mood after I watched it. Yeah, me too. I was like, what the fuck was this? And I watched something else after it i think i watched the new episode of mandalorian right after it no spoilers but i heard the new one's really good oh dude it is really good we won't (laughs) won't mention it now we'll save it save it for another time when all all the episodes are out but um staying on the same vein for my wild card actually i flipped the script this time because now i'm picking a movie that is streaming somewhere wow i know jokes on you now i'm the man of the people but let me see. I, I don't remember where it's streaming. I think it's on Amazon. Amazon. <laughs> Amazon. <laughs> Amazon. <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. It's on Amazon Prime if you're interested. And, you know, I'm, I'm kind of keeping it in the same vein of what you're talking about. It's definitely an unsettling movie. It's a weird movie. Not an A24 movie. This movie came out before A24 was a thing. And um, it's a it's a foreign film. It's a French foreign film, although it's French. But I think it's French Canadian French. I think it was filmed in Canada, so it's not like France French. But it is in French, if you're speaking my language. Part of my French, <laughs> but it's um it's easily like one of the weirdest fucking movies I'll probably ever suggest anybody watch on this show. It's called uh, The City of Lost Children. Oh, uh, you, you've told me about this. It's weird as fuck. <laughs> like, real weird. And um, the only person who's in it who, like, 
I think anybody would know or recognize. Like, I was going to say, like, Western audience, but, like, even... I don't know if anybody would recognize any of the French actors who are in the movie or Canadian actors who are in the movie, but Ron Perlman is in it. Nice. And he, like... He like plays like a strong man from the circus and all that. And like the whole movie centers around like this evil scientist who's stealing the dreams of children so that he can like gain their youth and stay alive essentially. So it's like really surreal. And like a lot of the imagery in it is like fucked up and trippy. It's like kind of got like a steampunk meets like fucking underground dweller, like weird sci-fi nasty shit, like grimy looking. It's, it's disturbing. Like some of the imagery in it, like really like burns into your fucking brain. Yeah. I remember you had told me to watch it and still haven't watched it, but I, I probably am going to check it out. But I remember looking up the poster for it and the poster is like really weird on it. Like it, it almost has a little bit of um, like clockwork orange vibes to it. Yeah, yeah, and some of the stuff in the movie has that same vibe too. Less um less rapey, but yeah. Ugh. You want to know what's uh kind of weird though? Like mine critics really liked it, audiences kind of hated it. This movie is kind of flip-flopped. I wouldn't say audiences hate it. I mean, uh critics hate it on this case, but it's a 79 for the audience or for the critics. So it's like uh-huh. just it's like okay, it's passable. Uh but the audience score is a 90%. So people people fucking love it. Wow. And that's not like with like four reviews. It's got 65,000 uh, reviews on it. Whoa. Yeah. That's crazy. What year was it? I feel like it was like, was it from the 90s? Uh, It's 90. Shit. Where is it? I just saw. I want to say it's 95. Yeah, it's 95. Yeah. Crazy. Crazy to think about it. Damn. I was only six when that movie came out. I definitely didn't see it when I was six. I probably would have saw it around 2000, but still, I I think I was maybe a little bit too young to like see a movie like that because like a lot of that imagery is like really twisted and dark. And like, definitely some scenes from that movie are like burned into my like retinas forever. Is it rated R? I don't think it's rated R. It might not be rated because it's, you know, foreign film. Like, I don't think it got a wide release or anything. Yeah, those guys let anything go. Yeah, they don't give a fuck. They're nasty. <laughs> nasty. Oh. Nasty Frenchies. <laughs> nasty Frenchie. <laughs> yeah, nasty Frenchies. <laughs> Damn. Well, that's but yeah, cool. Easily, easily the weirdest choice I've probably ever brought to this table. Yeah, but we're all we're we're all about weird on this on this this show. We were talking about like Toad Jam like a week ago. Were we? Yeah. Sucking on sucking on toes and stuff. Honestly, our timeline is our timeline is all over the place. I don't remember what is said when. Yeah. I will say this. Apologies for the episode coming out late. That is entirely on me. (laughs) Well, not entirely on you. It's on your equipment. Yeah. Yeah. I guess so. But it's not it's not a user error. Yeah, yeah. My my computer just decided to just do something different in the middle of recording this episode. So this is actually the second time we're recording part of this episode. Yeah. It's really just the end where we're re-recording, but surprise peek behind <laughs> the curtain. Yeah. Peek behind the curtain. Another peek behind the yep. curtain. I was going to say, I just got back from, from being in New York and because I was in New York, I didn't have time to work on the bracket. So probably on the day this episode is coming out, which might be today or tomorrow, it's going to be the same thing for the bracket coming out. But if you want, I'll tell you the, the matchups. Do you want to know the matchups? No, no. I want to see the bracket. Don't tell the Swampies anything. They don't deserve it. 
Oh, okay. Wow. Okay. He, he says he says after we just said like, hey, sorry, we're releasing this episode like four days late. <laughs> and we didn't release the bracket yet. But we're like, no, the swappies don't deserve to know the bracket. We've already done enough for them. We're literally dropping the ball on all accounts. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh wow. Yeah. The way the way it goes though is because if one of your movies wins, you get a point. Same thing for me and all that. So our high seeds go up against the other person's low seeds. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I thought it would be high versus high. I didn't do it that way just because I didn't want a number one seed getting eliminated right off the bat. All right, man, I should have put Casper on my team. Would have fucked you up. <laughs> Casper would have took out like your th- number one and number two seed. Yeah. Casper at like a 30% would have taken out <laughs> all of our movies, <laughs> one of which is a 99%. <laughs> like, fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but people know Casper. They don't know the weird shit that we put on there. Although we, we, I think there's enough like mainstream appeal on our lists. I think we'll, I think it's gonna be an interesting competition. I'm excited to see the matchups. So uh, the Swampies can see all that and participate in that by obviously being on our Instagram at Two Dudes Movie Reviews because that's like where we do all this fun stuff. That's where we get the uh, the activity from you guys. We might pull you for questions. We might try to incorporate. Some of your some of your messages or something into a show or something. Like sometimes you might just message us to talk about a movie and you bring up a good point and then we want to talk about it on the show. So it's a good way to like be involved, but especially voting on the brackets because like there ain't shit coming out in December and we need to fucking we need to fucking go to the movies. Like we need <laughs> something to talk about. Yeah, I actually went to the movies yesterday. I was gonna ask you about that because. Like I said, this episode we're recording right now, it's going to come out either later today or tomorrow. This is the most relevant recording we've ever done because we've never we never recorded something and then have it released the same day. So I wanted to ask you, because it's fresh in your mind, what did you think of Tenet on a second viewing? It is a goddamn masterpiece. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> like, we left the theater... And I was already apologizing on the way to the theater and be like, look, like we can see anything. We don't have to see Tenet, but you have to know that the second I walk out of that theater, the movie will be the only thing I'm thinking about for the next week. So if I'm like sitting in silence at any point and you're thinking to yourself, I wonder what he's thinking. The answer is Tenet. That's what I'm fucking thinking about a hundred percent of the time. It's like, I can have a full conversation with you, be discussing something else, absorbing 100% of what you're telling me. And, you know, be completely in the moment, but just know in the back of my mind, I'm just thinking about, like, and then when Robert Pattinson inverts himself again, and he does this, and then he goes, (laughs) oh, my my God, he's the guy who did this? Oh, shit. Like, the whole time. Even if it's shit I already know, but I'm just like, it's fucking brilliant. And then, like, basically, like, I'm gushing over, like, factors of the movie, and I'm, like, going into, like, all of these... All of these like facets of the movie. I'm trying not to spoil anything because like obviously we're not doing the review. Hopefully everybody's seen it by now if you're interested in it. It's not really a spoiler or anything, but I'm just gonna say this. Like I, I started going into how I'm like, like this movie is so good because it's like the story follows your protagonist, but the real hero is Neil the whole time. He's the hero of the movie. I think he yeah. has the most heroic actions throughout the movie. Yeah, I would I would say so. So like Robert Pattinson, like if you want to come on the show and talk to us, that's cool. If you just want to like come over and like fuck me, like let's do that. Like <laughs> I'm down for all of the above at this point. <laughs> G- girls like 
that he's thinking about other girls right now. And then it's just you like, oh, my God, that inverted building <laughs> exploded. <laughs> oh, dude. So I watched it again and now I understand how it happened, like what happened. Yeah. Yeah. It's the it's the you're watching it from two different time Travel, yeah, but like they kind of, organized it where they shot at the exact same time. Same, so that, yeah. so blue team and red team both fired at the exact same time. So the building got hit with an inverted rocket at the same moment it got hit with a, yeah. like a regular rocket. Yeah. It's fucking insane. <laughs> it's so oh, good. Man. Dude, I went to the bathroom after the movie and the theater that I was at, jacked the off. men's room... <laughs> What's that? Yeah, I went off. to the bathroom and jacked off after the movie. Well, they got all those hand sanitizer stations, and I'm like, this is close enough to lotion. Yeah. So, <laughs> no, I, I, the bathroom shared a wall with the theater that we saw Tenet in. So, like, the tri- the um, the credits are playing, and I'm in the bathroom, and just, like, the like you can hear the little sliding lock on the, uh, the stall doors. You mm-hmm. can hear them, like, lightly vibrating. Because just next door, it's like, (laughs) (laughs) and it's just bass, 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 bass. I still think the opening sequence in that movie is probably just like the most jacked up I've been for what I was watching in, in a really long time. Dude, everything about that movie, like the second watching, it was just even better. Like the, the truck scene and when like that score kicks in for during the truck scene, it, it, I was so amped up. I was like, hell fucking yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I want to listen to that score right now. Yeah. Actually, when, when I was home in New York, the composer of that movie got brought up because um, Brandon was like, he was like, who um who does the music for The Mandalorian? He's like, because I, I really like the music in that. And I was like, dude, it's the fucking guy from Tenet. Was like, <laughs> I didn't even know that. That's awesome. That's perfect. Yeah. So I was just like, he was like, oh, really? I was like, yeah, man. Was like, this guy's. That's the fucking man right now. He's he's uh he's rivaling some uh Hans Zimmer right now. Yeah, for real. He's crushing it. Is Hans Zimmer the one who normally does the Nolan movies? Yeah, and then Hans Zimmer's doing Dune. So right. he, he couldn't who do does a, Dune, who does um Denis Villeneuve usually use? Denis Villeneuve has worked with uh Hans Zimmer on a few. I think on Blade Runner 2049, Hans Zimmer is not the composer. He's um part of like the sound design team or something like that. Okay. Yeah, but he's he's worked with with Hans Zimmer before, and um, I'm trying to think of who who else he's worked with. But yeah, normally Hans Zimmer and Christopher Nolan are are together on all their movies. This is like the first time in a while that they didn't do something together. I'm almost glad that because like Hans Zimmer, his scores are incredible, anyways. But like, I'm glad that this other person has has tenant score because like I think it's perfect. Like I can't imagine anything else for that movie. Yeah. It's got like that thumping and it's almost like like the thumping of the bass. Like almost every song it's it's like a tick tock tick tock doom 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 and it just makes mm-hmm. you feel like it it feels like time is running out. It feels it you just feel like the pressure. It's like anxious. It's fucking cool. Yeah, man. I don't want to say too much about it. Some people will know how I Yeah, I know. Go back and listen to our tenant episode. I think it was a long one. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Makes uh, sense. I'm sure it was. Were there, were there things, though, that you picked up on this time that you didn't like the first time? Yes, but I don't think it was anything that we didn't already mention in the podcast. There might have been some things. I can't remember for sure. Like, yeah. I did notice more about, like, Robert Pattinson as a character watching mm-hmm. it the second time, and I was, like, loving it. 
Yeah. Like it, it made me like his character even more. And that's why I came to like that realization where I'm just like, oh, he is absolutely the hero of the movie. Like he has the most, I think, honor in the decisions that he makes. Yeah. Even the protagonist, like he puts the mission before people until a certain point. Like that's part of his character development in the movie. Mm-hmm. Whereas Robert Pattinson through and through is just like the same guy. And he's like, he's just like honorable in all of his actions. And he's like super cheeky. And like, he's just, he's just awesome. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> I was like, I literally got chills at the airport scene again. Oh, it's so good. And it took me everything not to lean over and just whisper and be like, that's a real plane. I know that's, that's why I did with Brianna. <laughs> I told her after the fact, like when we were walking out, I was like, hey, here's all the things that I was dying to tell you while the movie was going, but I was just frozen in my seat and I didn't want to say anything. The first time you see that plane, the score is just like, <laughs> burr, burr. <laughs> it's just yeah. so loud. <laughs> They're just like, guess what we're about to do, fuckers. By the way, I looked it up. Johan... Johansson is the normally the composer on all of um, Denis Villeneuve's films. Um, Got it's Arrival, Sicario, uh, Prisoners, and all that. But um, there's a few movies that he hasn't done that. I'm like, oh shit, he did that. Uh, Mandy's one of them. He hmm. has credits on like the soundtracks of like different like um movies for like being part of like um like actually performing the music for it. Joker's one of them. Um, like Wildlife is another one. So he's. He's been, wow. he's worked on a lot of really good movies. So, yeah. But for me, like, I, I, I definitely think that Hans Zimmer is my favorite. But yeah, Ludwig Gorsen is another composer, though, that I think everyone is, he's right there right now for me. I'm like, everything he's doing, I, I love. So, yeah. Well, we got to talk to all of them. We'll do a composer centric episode where we talk yeah. to all of them. They'll be like, who the fuck are you guys? Like, what do I, what are we doing here? <laughs> we'll play them our Adam Sandler soundboard and our fart noises. Yeah. We fancy ourselves kind of like composers as well. So we used to play in a pop punk band. <laughs> <laughs> Ever heard of Blink-182? Machine Gun Kelly has. I heard Machine this Gun Mach- Kelly is redoing Blink-182. Yeah, he is. I was going to say, I heard... um. Also, you know, bring it back to Machine Gun Kelly. There's a Machine Gun Kelly has a song called Body Bag, and it came on the radio like a week ago. And there was another Uh-oh. guy singing on it, and I was like, "Who is this?" And my brother was like, "Sounds like the guy from the Used." And so I looked it is up, it? and it is the guy from the Used. <laughs> the guy from the Used. You know what his name though is? It's Burt McCracken. <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. Did you know name. that? <laughs> no, it's Burt. Did you know his brother Phil? Phil McCracken. <laughs> Phil McCracken. <laughs> yeah, I've met him. His cousin's name Got is him. Ben Dover. <laughs> oh, I made a good I made a good Ben Dover joke like that. Also, I saw a guy driving and his license plate said Ed Hunt. <laughs> and then this was on the way back from the movies. I was like, oh, you see his license plate? I know that guy's brother. Mike. She's like, <laughs> she's like who? And I said, Mike. She's like <laughs> She's like, okay. And I'm like, say it out loud. Cause she like, wasn't putting it together. She said, Mike hunt. Oh God damn it. <laughs> Punch, she punched me in the arm. Damn. <laughs> she broke. How it. dare you? <laughs> this is an awesome joke. <laughs> She's been like, Ch- chill out. Rocky Balboa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Chill out. Creed. <laughs> Two. Yeah. Episode one, baby. Exactly. 
bringing it back. Throwback. Yeah, if you guys need help falling asleep while you're driving, just go put on our first episode of the podcast. First 10. Pretty rough. Rough Where stuff. We literally <laughs> spend the, the runtime of the movie going play-by-play play through the movie. Yeah, we're like, we're going to talk about it in, in detail and in full length so you don't have to see it. <laughs> yeah, the show's gotten better, I hope. Oh, I think it has. I think we so. Were very, I've, we were a lot more serious when we started. Were we? Yeah, we, we were a lot more serious and a lot more boring. And the reviews weren't as good. They were definitely more boring, but I don't know how serious. Like, our fourth or fifth episode was Bumblebee, and you made that supercut of, like, the bullshit lines from Transformers. <laughs> yeah, but I feel like we were much more... We didn't have banner then like we do now. Like, when we banner now, it's like we just talk about anything. I feel like we always tried to talk about movie news back then. Yeah, now we're just like, whatever, throw caution to the wind. Also, there's not as much movie news because nothing's happening. It's true. Oh, well, uh, there are some movies. There are some movies coming, though, so mm-hmm. we'll we'll get it done. Plus, we got the bracket, so check us out on there. Help us out with that. Do the thing that that is done with <laughs> stuff and do it good, just like my dad always said. <laughs> I'm having a stroke. Oh no. <laughs> I don't know what yeah. just happened. Speaking of stroke, follow us. Uh check out our OnlyFans. No. <laughs> OnlyFans.com backslash two dudes one movie. If you really want to be watch the us, best though, we need we need to watch us stroke reviews. it to tenant. Okay. All right. I might do that. <laughs> yeah. But uh five star rev- written review on iTunes gets you entered into all of our contests to do that. It helps us out a lot. Yeah, and it helps you get a t-shirt with the quantum fucker on it. <laughs> I know everyone or like wants a, that. Or like a different shirt. Like hey. if you're like a minor, we're not going to send you a quantum fucker shirt. Or the PlayStation giveaway. Or the PlayStation giveaway or the feet pick giveaway on OnlyFans. It's, we got a lot of stuff going on. <laughs> it's a lot, a lot of things. If you want to see my size 15 mangled toes, fucking gangrene foot. I don't have gangrene. It, I have. I'm suffering like a World War One style injury currently. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was an extra in 1917, and now I have gangrene. Damn. I've been wanting to rewatch 1917. You know what's funny? I, I mean, we're wrapping up, but I'll just tell you this real quick. Uh, John texted me last night, and he was just like, "Hey, like, you have any movie suggestions?" And I was like, "From this year, or like in general?" And he was just like, "In general." So we. I recommended a few movies to him. And then he was like, oh, by the way, he's like, I saw 1917. He's like, that movie was fucking amazing. And then I was like, I was like, yeah, you know what was even more amazing? I saw it four months before it came out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, rub it in. Rub it in. Yeah. Oh, any chance I get, I drop that knowledge. Yeah. <laughs> Just so you know, I'm better than you. <laughs> exactly. I've been flexing you, on people you, a lot me lately. me and like 200 other people. <laughs> I was going to say, I've been flexing on people a lot lately because uh, when I was going through airport security, the kid right next to me, we both put like our bags up on like the, the thing and then, you know, you have to pull your electronics out. At the same time, yeah. he pulled his old Xbox out and I pulled the Xbox Series X out and he just looks down at me <laughs> and he didn't say anything. But my brother was nice. just like, oh man, you're probably, you should have just been like, Oh yeah, and like grab your junk. You want this? Yeah. <laughs> Be like, how's that look? How's that look to you? 
<laughs> you should have you should have looked at, when he pulled out his Xbox, you should have just like leaned over and been like, You like apples, kid? <laughs> pulled out your Xbox, your yeah. brand new baby. Like, how you like them apples? <laughs> And then he could have punched you in the jugular. Yeah, he would have just karate chopped my Adam's apple. <laughs> <laughs> yep. That's what you deserve. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know what else to say. Suck it, losers. <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs>